Welcome to the Unblock Your Business podcast. I'm Abby Rogers, success coach, business coach, and hypnotherapist. And I help high achievers and business leaders master their subconscious habits for success, income goals, and above all, happiness. But success isn't just about mindset or strategy. It's about combining both and sealing the deal with a big dose of subconscious alignment because our subconscious holds the true key to unlocking our potential. Let's dive in and look at how you can show up bigger, better and more uniquely aligned in life and business today. Hello, welcome back to the Unblock Your Business podcast and today we are on episode 40 and I can't believe quite where all that time's gone. That's getting on for a year now, wowzers. (laughs) So I very frequently like to talk about how you should follow your gut in your business and really drown out all the noise and tune into the things that you want to do. And I also love to provide a little bit of inspiration for you here and there. So this week I thought I would interview somebody who has been incredibly successful doing exactly that. I chat today with the incredible Kristen Molinar who is the founder of Yes Boss, a virtual agency that helps business owners book podcast features so that they can generate new leads in just one hour per week. Um, she's got some amazing insights and brilliant hacks for your business. And she really is somebody who thinks completely outside the box, has completely uh, disregarded the conventional route of entrepreneurship hardly touched social media at all. And um, I think, yeah, you'll be quite pleasantly surprised by some of her insights and things she has to share. So Kristen's business hit six figures in 2018 while she was working just an average of five hours per week. And uh, that was just three years after she started out online when in the very beginning she was charging $15 per hour as a virtual assistant. And she'll tell us all about her journey and how she got to uh, that incredible level of success so quickly and um, how she did it in a wonderful, uncomplicated way, which is totally what we're all about. So enjoy. So wonderful to welcome today Kristen, Kristen Molnar, who is the founder and CEO of Yes Boss, uh, who help entrepreneurs elevate their visibility and influence um, as a podcast guest so that they can scale their business without becoming a full-time marketer. Um, Wonderful to have you with us today, Kristen. Thank you for having me, Abby. You are so welcome. So can you tell us a little bit about your business journey and how things kind of evolved for you? And I know it was quite a fast fast change of business over a very short time scale and, and really successful. So yeah, tell us more about that. I definitely think that my business journey is best described as a business journey. You kind of <laughs> nailed that. <laughs> um, I have, I have been on quite the journey for the last six years. So I left my last quote unquote regular job in 2014 because I wanted to do something on my own. I had had a job at the time that I really liked, but a boss that wasn't treating me all that great. And so I needed to do something on my own and the freedom had lots of appeals. So I jumped out on my own and decided I would do coaching and consulting in the industry that I came from. And, uh, what, what made me a really great employee, I thought would make me a really great entrepreneur. And I could not have been further (laughs) off Mm. base with that thinking (laughs) it was quite awful. So I lived for 14 months, uh, with my in-laws really being a struggling entrepreneur, not being able to figure out how to make things 
happened for my business, really just running myself ragged, doing all the things that all the marketers were telling me I needed to do to grow a business. Yeah. And, uh, after 14 months, I thought, you know, this just isn't working. Um, one, I wasn't passionate about what I was doing Two, I was just like running myself in circles, not getting anywhere, not making any money. Mm -hmm. And I decided, you know, I've heard about being a virtual assistant before I know that I can, you know, sell myself in a job interview. I could just, you know, still have this flexibility to work online, but be able to make some money. Mm -hmm. So I landed my first $15 an hour virtual assistant job in, uh, 2015. And I, that was another blow to my ego, making $15 an hour, but I figured out how to make it work. So I immediately began leveraging what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought in somebody who was in the States as well, and she was a college student. And so she was interested in writing blogs for me for like seven or $8 an hour. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, if I can get a gig making $15 an hour, but have somebody else do it for seven or $8 an hour. Like I can make seven or $8 an hour doing nothing. Like this is passive income right here. Uh huh. Yeah. So I grew that business model. Um, I grew it to a six figure virtual assistant agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I very proud of it. And I learned a lot along the way. I learned about all the things that I was doing that was complicating entrepreneurship and all the things that I was doing, keeping entrepreneurship uncomplicated. I learned a lot and I was able to see behind the scenes in our clients' lives and what they were doing and the common threads between what I had done and what they were doing. It was really a huge uh, learning experience, which was fantastic. So in 2018, I had told my team that I wanted to get out there and start talking about entrepreneurship. Like I thought that it would be really fun to start speaking about what I was seeing in, um, the business world and just in entrepreneurship. And I could talk about business all day long. It's like this thing that I really geek out about. (laughs) So my thinking was like being a podcast guest seems like a great first step. You know, I don't have to leave my house. I could talk to other people, you know, but let's just go ahead and do it. Well, six months later, after I had this brilliant idea of being a podcast guest, I realized that the imposter syndrome that I felt was crippling me. And I had not pitched myself for a single podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, every, I even had a list of podcasts to pitch to, yeah. and I still hadn't sent a single email. It's rough. It's rough to realize that this thing that you thought was like, oh, no brainer, so easy. And then you start doing it and you're like, what is going on? So I employed what I find to be my biggest like mindset hack. And that is I had my team do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely the mindset hack of the century, isn't it? (laughs) You know, my team wasn't scared. My team pitched me to some like outrageous podcasts. I remember looking back going, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. But at the same time, I needed to take my hands off the wheel and just let them execute on the vision that I had. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, really that's being the vision I've learned that's being a visionary leader is, you know, cast the vision. And then if there's other people around you that can do it, let them do it. Like stop standing in the way of it. So my team started pitching me and what do you know? I started getting on podcasts. It was like a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Yeah. We all have our own individual routes to getting past that imposter syndrome thing. Don't we? (laughs) nails it perfectly. So. Yeah. So when I started showing up on, on podcasts as a guest, I realized like, 
wow, my confidence is building. You know, what I'm talking about is actually has more impact than I thought it would have. Like I'm having a lot of fun. And then the biggest aha moment was realizing that it became our number one client lead generation tool. Mm -hmm. Now I did not go into it with that thinking. I just wanted to share about entrepreneurship. But when my team and I saw that, we were like, huh, (laughs) you know, maybe we need to start doing this for our clients. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had been looking for a niche at the time. Like I wanted my agency to do something a little bit more specific and not offer such wide generalized services. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we started doing podcast booking for our clients. And so today our business exists as a podcast booking agency. Mm -hmm. So people come to us and we get them booked as a guest on podcast. That's all we do. It's what I do. It's what we do for our clients. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) So you basically managed to get to that point where you hit six figures and you were working just like five hours a week, I think you said. And that was just three years after you launched your business. Yeah. All because of leveraging. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Um, So what do you think are the key things that helped you to hit that target so fast and on so little time? Because like five hours a week just feels like nothing. And I hear so many entrepreneurs who are really tight for time and just kind of telling themselves they can't get any further in their businesses until they have more time but you've done amazingly well on just such a short amount of time so how how did that work yeah so let me pull back the curtain a little bit and be a little be transparent about why I was working just five hours a week in the beginning it was because I had another passion business that wasn't making any money but I wanted to be able to pour my time into that business Mm -hmm. that business doesn't exist anymore but it was like I need to make money in as short amount of time as possible like as like a, a uh as few hours per week as possible so that I can continue to do this other thing that I really like. So I had this like, you know, unique motivation there, but what I discovered was that leveraging was the secret to being able to do that. So I hear a lot of people talk about these goals of like, once I make X number of dollars, then I will begin, you know, delegating or outsourcing, or, you know, once I reach whatever level, then I can, you know, bring other people into my business. For me, that was the secret. Um, I started outsourcing, um, client work when I was making $15 an hour. And if I can do it at $15 an hour, like I feel like nobody has any excuses. And for me, it was literally just a simple mathematical, um, answer. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I could make money, if I can make $15 an hour and work like say 40 hours a week, Uh um, I would be capped at 40 hours a week. And that was not going to work for me. That would not be enough money to sustain my financial needs. Mm -hmm. However, if I could make seven or $8 an hour, but not actually work those hours, I was like, there's no cap. Like I could work quote unquote work. You know, I could take on enough client hours that you know, I could take on 200 client hours a week and mm-hmm. I, there's no limit to this. Yeah. So for me, when I realized the math behind it, I realized, okay, I can't afford not to leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's something that people really miss, miss the mark on is they think they have to get to a certain level to leverage. Yeah. But if you look at, you know, if I, you know, get some help doing something, or if I streamline my business in such a way that it takes less of my time, uh, or maybe, you know, less of my time, but make a little bit less money. Can I pour some of that time into things that are going to bring more clients in the door or earn more income? It's like, 
yes, we need to be thinking about our business in these strategic yeah. ways. Yeah, fantastic. Because I mean, scaling sounds like something that's a million miles away to somebody who's launching their business, yeah. but like, you literally did that right from the beginning. <laughs> just just opened there and did it. And that, um, I guess, having the maths behind it and seeing that it was just a simple equation, that was quite a confidence boost and like a, a no brainer, really. You had to go there. It was, it was. I'm really glad that I did it. Um, I'm actually a weird thing that I feel like people don't, don't talk about or don't say, or don't experience is that, you know, I outsourced because I, another reason I outsourced, cause I didn't like what I was doing. So it was like, I need to make money. Yeah. You know, that was my thing. I need to make money. I need to have freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was tasked with writing blogs. And so a lot of people do what they love. And so it becomes hard for them to outsource because they love what they're doing. So it's yeah. like, I'm not going to give, you know, if I was a writer, I wouldn't be outsourcing blogs. Or I wouldn't be thinking about outsourcing blogs. But I think even to those, for those people, you have to think about like in your business there, you have to orchestrate it in such a way that you can continue to grow because then when your business grows, you can choose what you do in your business. Mm -hmm. Um, and so holding on to things just because you like them is still going to cripple you in the long run. It would be great to have people that know how to do it or figure out ways to get it done with more ease and in less time so that you have the flexibility to do the things that you love. Yeah. It's about being smart with that time, isn't it? And and yeah, yeah, how you can make the most of it. Amazing. So just winding back a bit to the, the very beginning, you said you had this 14 months where you were just being told by everybody else what to do and trying all the marketing things and too many hats on and just not really loving that. So what, um, what did you start doing differently in terms of marketing or in terms of your business? Did you just kind of shut out all the noise and say, I'm going to do it my way or? Yeah, I, I did. I shut out all the noise and that's something that I still do to this day. Um, I've, I've realized a couple things. I've realized that we each have really unique strengths. And when we look to other marketers to tell us how to grow our business, we're not usually looking at whether or not what they're telling us aligns with our strengths. We're looking at, and being caught by the results that they've had in their business. And so, you know, today I'm very, mindful of what I do with marketing. And I know that working a lot of hours a week is not something that I want to do. So, you know, when I'm looking or intrigued by some ad that I come across, because inevitably it still happens, you know, I come across an ad and I'm like, Oh, that's an interesting strategy. Like hadn't really thought about it that way. I have to weigh it, um, or see it through the lens of how I know that I operate. You know, I know that I am really great at starting things. I really am awful at finishing things or like <laughs> continuing to do them. I'm really yeah. bad at consistency. I need object syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like for me specifically, so this is a good example, um, being a podcast host for me, like I'm, I'm firmly in the camp of never say never. I it's possible that I will start my own podcast, but I know that it's easier for me to show up as a podcast guest because there's somebody on the other side that's counting on me being there. Mm -hmm. But as a host, I have to, it's more of a self-motivated thing where I have to show up for myself. And I know that that's not as motivating for me and it will be harder to push that along. Mm -hmm. So I had to be really mindful of that. It's another reason why I don't do, um, social media. Um, I was listening to one of your other podcasts and you and a guest were talking about not doing social media and the slog of being on social media and continuing to create content and the consistency that's required there. Mm -hmm. It, it really drains me. And so I've realized like to, to, 
try to convince myself that that's how I should grow a business would be doing myself no favors just because mm-hmm. it's possible to grow a really great business with that platform. Um, you know, whatever that platform may be in whatever strategy that may be, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be successful for me if it doesn't align with my strengths. Um, so I've been a whole lot more mindful of that and being honest with myself, you know, what, what does light me up? What am I capable of? And, um, yeah, only saying yes to those things. Yeah. There are a thousand strategies. There are more than a thousand strategies out there. There are infinite strategies aren't there really. And it's just, down to what works for you and what, what motivates and drives you as you say, and really playing to your strengths that makes. And we can be six. Yeah. And we can be successful with any of them. And, you know, I think when we're reading marketing languages, like this is the only way to be successful. No, it's not. You know, I built a business with no social media and terrible website. And somehow I figured out how to make that happen. You know, there's a (laughs) lot of ways to build businesses, a lot of ways to meet people. Don't get sucked into This is the only way language. It sounds like my kind of business. Definitely (laughs) (laughs) falling less and less in love with social media. So there's a, there's a lot of retreating going on in my business at the moment. And focusing on other areas which is uh, podcast is is part of that but yeah it's yeah it's much much more exciting to me to do other things so yay. cool <laughs> <laughs> so one of your kind of key beliefs then is that entrepreneurship doesn't need to be complicated and this is a really fascinating mm-hmm. statement that knowing how to build a successful business might actually be the very thing that is sabotaging your business so is that does that kind of tie in with what we were just talking about there Oh my gosh. Yeah, it absolutely does. You know, I, um, my prime example on this one is I knew how I could pitch myself to be a podcast guest, but I wasn't doing it. And I think that this happens a lot in businesses where you feel like if you know how to do the thing, like, you know, for example, um, putting together a freebie offer and putting the, you know, um, opt-in on your website so that people can opt in to stuff on your website. Like this is something that even the most base, like basic or newest entrepreneurs are doing something like this, right? They're creating some kind of thing and capturing the attention on their website. I think that what happens is we, we think like either I know how to do this or I should know how to do this. And I think that's even more dangerous to like, I should know how to do this, that kind of language and that kind of thinking it so often limits our ability to move forward. Because if you think about it, when we're doing these things for ourselves, there are a lot of like entrepreneurship requires a lot of mindset work. You know, this, I know oh, yeah. this, this, you, <laughs> this is your thing, right? Uh-huh. Um, but when we're telling ourselves that we should do something or we need to do something ourselves, we're having to, we're ending up like sitting in the muck for a really long time is what I've found. Mm. But if we can think strategically about ways to move things forward, I think we can make a whole lot more progress, a whole lot faster, and then have those confidence, like spikes that happen with getting things done in our business that are not reliant on us. Um, and what, what's really unique about like my journey is when I started doing podcast guesting, like I kind of knew these like top level basics of like, you've got to write a pitch to get on a podcast. You know, I've got now a list of podcasts to go after. I I knew this like top level, you know, and I thought that I needed to figure out how to do it. But the moment I handed it over to my team, my team actually figured out all the nitty gritty details and they started executing on it better than I could execute on it. And now 
I know how to do it. My team has taught me how to do it, but I didn't have to figure it out. I was able to see results and then have the people that had that created those results for me, teach me how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so my business grew in a way that it could never could have grown if I had stayed in the weeds of the business. So I think that this is a problem. A lot of entrepreneurs have is they think like, I need to do it myself. I should do it myself. If, if my business is going to do it, then I need to know how it's getting done. The way that I see my business though, is I want my business to be an entity that's outside of myself. My business is not Kristen Molinar. My, you know, I run a company Mm -hmm. and my company needs to look like all of the other people that are helping me run that company as well. When it's limited to just who I am, I feel like we're really stunting its growth because I'm just one person and I have my own limitations that I've got to work on. Yeah. So, um, such a great insight to have had that early on in business as well. I think it takes a, a lot of people a long time to get to even, even part way to that. So that's, amazing. it does, it does. And, and one of the things that I, that kind of helped keep me on track with that mm-hmm. is I realized that holding on to different tasks was really just my pride getting in my way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and realizing that was like, a big like gut punch for me. Like, Oh, I don't want to be prideful about this. You know, I am not the best at everything and thinking that I need to be is really limiting me and self-sabotaging me. And another thing is being a good leader has always been really important to me. And so I don't want anybody that I'm working with anybody on my team to feel like, Oh, I don't know best. Kristen knows best about everything like Mm -hmm. that it's not a great way to lead other people. Um, so there's been a few different motivating factors that have kept me on track with this thinking and yeah, yeah, I'm passionate about it. And I do feel like it's, it's a bit unique and a lot of people are not talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, and it's almost like we're, we're kind of so conditioned to think that achieving, we have to just do it all ourselves and we have to kind of not, not share with anybody and not ask for help. And I've definitely been guilty of that myself in my business, in my life in the past, but really realizing nowadays that the more we ask for help and the more we put it out there, that, you know, we, we need to have that kind of collective of minds really. Yeah, absolutely. Accelerates things no end. So what do you think are the keys to really successfully marketing your business. Um, it sounds like it's kind of pretty simple. Yeah. So I think I'll, t- I'll take it like a, take the answer to this, a little bit of a different angle. I, I feel like the key is connection. Mm-hmm. So I do that now through podcast guesting. I connect with people, you know, on the other side of the microphone and I love doing it this way, but I actually started my, um, business with connection at the center of my marketing before I ever was a podcast guest. Mm -hmm. Um, so the way that I would connect with people was by going to networking events, um, you know, in person being part of like online mastermind groups, you know, meeting people that way online. Um, and I found that, that, that was a really, that was in alignment with who I am. Like, I love connecting with people. I say on my website, I say talking is my zone of genius. Like (laughs) if I could just sit around and like meet people and get to know them and, 
you know, if I have something to say that could help them in their business, like I'm all about it. If I could just, I realized if I could just do that, that's what I would do. And then I realized, oh, I can just do that. And that will be a six that will create a successful business. It was really kind of crazy to me. Like I don't have to create a bunch of content to try to prove to people that they want to listen to me. And I don't, I don't have to try to attract a bunch of followers who then turn into, you know, fans that then purchase from me. I can actually just connect with other entrepreneurs. And this became like it in the moment, I didn't realize it, but looking back, I was able to kind of reverse engineer and kind of put some thoughts behind, like, why has that worked for my business? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that really stands out to me is, uh, my very first kind of realization that the math, again, the math made sense in this way. So I met this girl at a networking event and she in, everyone would have said she should have hired me. She was looking to fill a virtual assistant role in her business, doing something specifically that my company did. And my company, she should have hired my company. I think everybody would kind of agree that we would have fit the need, right? Mm -hmm. But rather than being pouty about it, that she didn't hire me, I was just really, I liked her. I liked her a lot. And I thought, you know, I just, I want to have a relationship with her, like regardless of whether she hires me or not, like I'll just provide value to her. So in her hiring process, I talked to her about like some of the things she should ask. And I like, I gave away like all my, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, trade secrets, if you will, and really just helped her find somebody that was in in competition to me. And what happened is that the way that she saw me was elevated. She no longer saw me as like the doer that she could hire. She saw me as the expert that could help her, uh, help her accomplish something in her business. So Mm -hmm. the way that she saw me was just so much different. And what proceeded to happen is she began referring clients to me. Uh So she didn't hire me, but she began referring clients to me. She then started um, inviting me into the folds of her paying client base. So being a guest expert in like her paid mastermind, things like that. And I started attracting clients that way. So when I looked back, it was like, okay, I could have made, you know, at the time, I think our uh, package for the service that she needed was like a $4,500 package. I could have made $4,500 off of her, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, what happened is I attracted like five or six clients the first year, a couple more, the second year, a couple more, the third year, you know, we still have some trickling, um, referrals that happen in her network. And like, I have made many, many times over what I would have made had I just looked at her and thought like, I need to sell to her. She needs what I offer. I need to sell to her. Instead. It was all about, okay, I want to connect with her. I like her. We have so much in common. Um, I want to build this as a relationship. And what happened out of that is I got so much more business mm-hmm. and I see networking and I see building business the same way today. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. That's so interesting. And it's, it's something I um, talk about a lot with people in my, my groups and things. And I'm kind of moving away from my Facebook groups now and more onto my email list. So it'll be there. Um, but just the fact that everybody's sort of saying, where's, where's my ideal client? I need to go and hunt down my ideal client and hang out in all the places where they are. And it's true to a degree, um, but it's those second and third degree connections. And it's that wider network, isn't it? And you don't have to be talking specifically to your ideal client all the time to be making fantastic connections. And if you just go out there and build good relationships and enjoy yeah. um, what you're doing and just, just talk to people about your work, that's what marketing is really that on its most simple level is doesn't have to be that hard does it 
And it's so much more fulfilling, at least for me, you know, that was another hang up that I had was like selling, you know, how do you sell? And I always thought I need to become a better salesperson. And, you know, I don't think I've become a better salesperson. (laughs) I think I've just realized that, that value can be a really good substitute for Mm. selling. Mm. Um, and it really has been that simple for me. So I I feel fortunate. Just absolutely builds that that trust from the word go, doesn't it? If you're sharing your secrets quite quite happily and giving yeah. people real help, then they're going to be like, "This is a really cool person. I want to work with them." So, <laughs> right. So, yeah, we make it so complicated. Fab. So your focus is now on really helping people successfully guest on podcasts and spread the word about their businesses. Do you think that is an option for everybody? Do you think it's totally something anyone can do? Or yeah, I, I think that if someone is thinking about it, then it probably is a viable option. Um, there, there definitely is a group of people that probably it's not a good option. You know, they, mm. they get shy in front of the camera or on the microphone and they haven't really honed in how to talk about what they love, yeah. but that type of person probably isn't even considering being a podcast guest yeah. <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have found that this this is a really good option for a really wide variety of people. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our zone of genius is really working with entrepreneurs who serve an entrepreneurial audience. That's like our core. That's like who, who I feel like it's who I was, you know, it's who I am. And so it's, it's what we've really figured out. Like we figured out that niche, yeah. but we have clients that do all kinds of other things. Um, we have a client who is a, uh, a doctor. She, um, does some specific kind of medicine. We have somebody in like the spiritual space. Um, we have worked with people in real estate. We've worked with people in the beauty industry. Mm -hmm. Um, we've worked with people in mindset, health coaching. Um, and so for us, we always want to validate a market before we work with somebody. So it's somebody outside of that market. We want to make sure that there's enough, enough, um, podcasts to get them featured on, but my goodness, the podcasting world just continues to grow. And, um, if you have to think about it this way, if you're, are there people that are posting podcasts that are connected to the kind of people that you want to serve? And if the answer is yes, like if there's a podcast about what you do, then being a guest is a really, really viable, um, option for you. And the thing that I love about it, uh, well, I, I love a lot of things about it, to be honest, but <laughs> what I, what has been really great for me is my time is leveraged so well doing this. Mm-hmm. So I can show up on, you know, five other people's podcasts in a week and, um, I don't have to do any of the backend editing <laughs> And I don't have to, you know, um, come up with the conversations that are going to be had. And for me, it works really well. I'm able to, um, show up, reach an an audience that I never would have reached before connect with a podcast host that may have been really hard to connect with. Had I not positioned myself as somebody who wanted to show up and add value. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's an easier way to kind of sell yourself into a relationship. Like, Hey, let me come and and provide value for your, for your audience rather than, Hey, can I have, you know, 20 minutes of your time? Let's have a networking meeting and try to figure out, you know, how we could work together. Like that's a harder sell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it, it, I love it. I think that it's, it is a viable solution for so many people who haven't considered it. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, especially talking to people who are podcast hosts and, and they're trying to figure out ways to grow their podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like being a guest is a great way to grow your podcast. I have many people ask me, um, they say, I've heard you as a guest on so-and-so's podcast. I was looking for your podcast. I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't have one. I know that this makes sense that you're looking for my podcast. I'm sorry about that. Um, but that's, that's why it works so well for podcast hosts, like keeping people on the same platform. They come over to your podcast. They start binging your episodes, learning more about you. So yeah, I, I, I think it's great for a wide variety of people. Um, and any, any kind of quick tips that you can give there to help people? Yeah. Yeah. So my, my tip, and I think that this is something that applies to podcast guesting, but it also just applies to entrepreneurship in general. And that is that I believe if you want to have an, if you want to have, or if you want to uncomplicate entrepreneurship for yourself, if you want to feel like you're getting some kind of momentum, if you want to have more fulfillment in your business, I believe that the, the real answer is connection get out there, whether it's podcast guesting or whether it's joining some, you know, some online masterminds or going to in-person networking events and whatever the way is for you, that feels the best for you go out there and start connecting. And with connection, have your motivation be to add value to the relationships that you have. Um, I know that if you're in business, you've got value to bring to the table. There's something that you know how to do really well. There's some, um, way in which people, um, enjoy your company, focus on those things. Um, and when you do that, not only will you feel more fulfillment in your life and your business, but I have seen that it actually creates a profit. It is a profitable thing to do to just be a genuine human treating other business people like genuine humans. There's, you can never go wrong in any stage of your business to just prioritize connection and adding value to those people that you've connected with. Yeah. hundred percent. Just be a human, just be a nice human. <laughs> yes. Get out there and share, share the love. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, last question is one I always love to ask my guests. So just to, um, to kind of wind back to the beginning of your business and ask what you would tell yourself as a startup. Now, if you could go right back to the start, what would be your advice to yourself back then? I feel like I'm going to say the same thing that I just said. And (laughs) that is like, stop trying, you know, Kristen, stop trying to figure out how to run a webinar by yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. stop trying to figure out how to create graphics for Instagram. Stop trying to figure out how to run a challenge. Stop, you know, stop, just Mm -hmm. stop, just stop (laughs) and find some people who are in the industry that you're in and just connect with them. And when I look back, you know, when I look back to that, those 14 months, there was one person that I connected with that was doing something similar to what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And that relationship actually was the most profitable thing I did all 14 months. (laughs) I came into the folds of her business and provided value to the people that she was serving. Cause there was that synergy there. She invited me to do this for her, Mm -hmm. but I saw this as like a lucky break. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it as a strategy. I, and I wish that I had stopped doing all the other stuff that I was doing and just went out and tried to connect with more people. If I had, my business would not have been a failure. Um, Now, in hindsight, I'm glad that I didn't do that because I love what I do now more than I liked the industry that I was in then. So it Mm -hmm. all works out. um, And I'm perfectly fine with my journey having been a windy journey. 
but yeah, if you stop feeling like you need to do all the things, um, if you're feeling overwhelmed by, by the need to do all the things, just like stop going on Facebook for a couple of weeks, <laughs> build your business without, without the, uh, you know, feed telling you how to build your business, just do things that, that are true to you. I wish that somebody had told me that that was possible. Yeah, absolutely. Best message. Wonderful. Thank you. That is so insightful. So much to share there. And um, it's been such a pleasure having you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. No worries. Take care. So there we go. I hope you found that insightful. I hope that sparked a a few little light bulbs in your mind for your own business. And um, if you'd like to find out any more about Kristen and her services, then do just check out the link in the show notes. Her business is called Yes Boss VA, and I'm sure she'll be more than happy to help you there. Also in the show notes, you can find a link to my free quiz um, all about what's really stopping you in your business, what's blocking you and stopping you getting more clients. So uh, if you'd like a little bit of help on that, then just pop in there, click on the, the link and have a go at the free quiz. And not only will you receive the free quiz, but you'll also get loads of helpful insights from me into what's really going on with your business and also my six step framework to successfully getting more clients. So do check that out and I will be back next week. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have, it would be incredible if you could pop a review on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to dive deeper, you can find me in my Facebook group, Unblock Your Business, or at www.unblockyourbusiness.com.